0: Well, speaking of joy, we're in the third week of a five-part sermon series called Choose Joy, and God is doing an amazing work uh, in our church and in people's lives through these sermons, through these Bible verses, through these biblical principles, and today I want to talk to you about a message that's very, very dear to my heart. All around us, we see so much discouragement. It starts very early in life. Uh, You send your kids off to school. And uh, maybe they feel like they're not enough, they're not smart enough, athletic enough, popular enough. You grow up and you uh, get a job and maybe it's difficult to keep up. Maybe no one's ever happy with the project that you produce and maybe you come home and your family is picking on you and then it's the holiday season and you have to meet with family that it may be very discouraging or depressing and it makes you feel incredibly low. Maybe you get into an argument with someone and they say something incredibly demeaning or discouraging, then you maybe have challenges in your life that you didn't expect, uh, financial trouble, health challenges, different things like that that are very discouraging, then you get on social media and see your best friend is on their second vacation of the year and you haven't had one, or they're uh, eating this amazing meal and while you're having bologna and cheese, and uh, it's just discouraging and Maybe you're even being ridiculed or persecuted for your faith and you have something in common with the people that we heard from today. And maybe you just say, my life doesn't seem very important and it's amazing how we can go through what seems to be a normal day and yet experience so many different voices of discouragement in our own lives in a world filled with negativity. We're going to focus on God's word and we're going to choose what? Yeah, it's on the screen. We're going to choose joy. And uh, today I want to talk to you about something I believe God wants to stir within your uh, heart of all the Jesus followers here. I believe that our God is calling you to be an encourager. You to be an encourager. To build others up in a world that is constantly tearing people down. In fact, I want to submit to you that one of the most spiritual things you can do as a Christian is encourage. I'll say it again. One of the most Christ-like, God-like, spiritual things you can do as a believer in Jesus Christ is encourage. In fact, I want to tell you why I believe this is true, and if you're taking notes, this is our key thought for today, and that is that our God is an encouraging God. Our God is an encouraging God. I want you to think about that for a moment as we just reflect on the nature of God. We need to understand that our God is an encouraging God. I love the words of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. says, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. How many of you feel like that right now? There's just no rest for me. Even getting an extra hour of sleep, I, I didn't notice, so there's just no rest We faced conflict from every direction. These words just grab my heart. Battles on the outside, fear on the inside. This really describes so many of our lives right now. Things where you say, I didn't expect that. I didn't see that one coming. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I've got anxiety on the inside because there's conflict on the outside. There's battles on the outside. I have fear on the inside. But say the next two words with me. But God, say them again. But God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. I hope if you walked into church today discouraged or hurting, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you're facing a big decision Maybe you're freaking out about something that's happening. Maybe you're not sure what you should do. Maybe you have challenges at home, challenges at work, financial challenges. Maybe you've got health challenges. Maybe you're being persecuted for your faith. Maybe you're just hurting and very, very discouraged and low. You've got conflict on the outside, anxiety on the inside, trouble on the outside, fear on the inside. How did God encourage Paul? He sent a guy named Titus to come and be a gift from heaven to encourage him. Here's the great news. When you have eyes to see what God can do and the spiritual things in your life, you can take what other people would contribute as coincidence and you say, no, 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 no. That was my God encouraging me. Something very, very small, but you may consider it a gift from heaven of encouragement that you say, my God knows me. He cares about me. In fact, I want to encourage you to be incur- an encourager because you have no idea how one simple message of encouragement can change a life. Even something that's not a big deal to you could be an incredibly big deal to someone else because maybe you were sent by God to be Titus in that person's life and to encourage them. And I guarantee all of you, If you have eyes to see, ears to hear it, softened heart to it, that you'll receive encouragement from God. And things that may have been counted as coincidence before, you say, no, that's my God who cares about me because I'm driving to work today and he knew I needed that song to come on. And you're reading your Bible and all of a sudden you're not reading the Bible. The Bible is reading you because it's exactly the word of encouragement you needed from God's word that day. Or someone says to you, I care about you. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I'm so glad you're in my life. And you say, that's nothing but God sending me a gift from heaven and the encouragement of that person. That person is Titus to me. And when trouble is on the outside, fear on the inside, we serve a God who loves to encourage the discouraged, who loves to be close to the brokenhearted, I mean, we just see it in the life of Jesus, the visible image of the invisible God. What did he do? He came, he called people to an amazing life. He gave people a second chance. He loved people. He encouraged people. We serve a God who encourages those who are discouraged. And therefore, the, one of the most spiritual things I can do as a follower of Jesus to be Christ-like is to encourage the discouraged, the people who are hurting. And so today, for this week of Choose Joy... I want to give you three things that you can do to make a difference in someone's life, and three things that will also make a difference in your life. Three of the most spiritual ways you can make a difference in your life and those around you. If you're taking notes, write this in. I want to encourage you to number one, encourage others daily. To encourage others daily. Why? Because the voices of discouragement come daily. They're so real and so constant and words have so much power if you're like me some of your greatest regrets in your life have to do with things that you've said things you wish you could take back things that you said you didn't mean it It it's a joke it's just a joke I told There's no truth to it I don't know why I said it it's just me being a moron I wish I could take it back it's a, it's a lie I told or, or something I said that I wish I wouldn't have said it. The tongue, it runs wild like an animal. Who can tame it? And we hear so many voices of discouragement, criticism, people second-guessing us. And on top of that, there's our own voice that's so haunting that says, you're not getting it done. There's not enough of you to go around. You're not being a good mom, a good dad, a good provider. And and even in your own internal dialogue, you hear the voices of discouragement. And in Hebrews 3.13 comes along and it says, and all all that discouragement, but encourage one another. How often? Daily, as long as it's called today, as long as you got the opportunity, so that none of you may be hardened. I love the way this is put, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So I encourage you, and when I encourage you, it helps keep you from being hardened by sin's deceitfulness. But when I encourage you, it also does something in me that it helps me not be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And that's why when I think something good, I want to say it. That's one of my challenges to you today, that if you think something good, say it. If I think something good, I'm going to say it. If I think something good about that person, I'm going to text it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to encourage them. If I think something good, I don't want to rob that blessing from someone else. I want to bless somebody else. So anytime we think something good about somebody else, turn it into a gift of encouragement. In fact, that's why, I mean, just church life and living in biblical community and, and having friends with other believers is so important because let's be honest, when you stay away from the church for a little while, you stay away from close fellowship with other believers, our spiritual enemy comes in and just beats you down and beats you down and beats you down and beats you down. And And everyone, everyone is vulnerable to discouragement. Everybody. I'm going to tell you something and I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me when I tell you that. I'm just trying to find illustrations in my life to share with you. But it is very rare that I finish a sermon and am happy with that sermon and feel good about it. It's very rare that I walk off the stage and say that's everything God wanted. In fact, normally I'm discouraged. But almost every week, there are two guys in our congregation who almost every week, Sunday night, Monday morning, they text me how that message is practically applying to their life and the difference it's making. And it encourages me greatly. And now I'm not asking you to do that for me. I'm showing you that how powerful your encouragement to the people in your life could be and how much they need it more than you probably know look at hebrews 10:24 through 25 it says let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works i love that just imagine i'm just going to sit here and brainstorm some ideas of how i could encourage my friends and family How can I encourage them? How could I encourage them to be more generous and and more bold in their love and their encouragement to others? Then it says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. They discount it, they count it off, they make it infrequent, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And I don't know about you, but I need encouragement. Therefore, I'm gonna give encouragement. You get what you give. I remember one time as a child, uh, I was expressing frustration with my dad that I wasn't getting any mail. That we'd go to check the mail, I didn't get any letters. I said, I really want some letters. And my dad says, well, to get letters, you gotta send letters. So we sent some letters out from me to some family, and lo and behold, what did I get back? Some mail. I got some letters. You get what you give. If you need some encouragement, start giving encouragement. Give what you want to get. Here's a great way to, to think about this as we just think about the words we use in, uh, with our family and our friends. I have a pastor friend in Germany who taught me this. And you can just write this in all at once. I'll kind of explain it as we go. But I want to encourage as much as possible, advise once in a while, criticize only when necessary, and condemn never. As you're writing that in, let me explain it more. Most of what God wants to do is encourage you, He wants to build you up. We think God wants to beat us up. <laughs> no, God wants to build you up. And He'll advise you once in a while. And there's some things he'll criticize when necessary, but he'll never leave you, never forsake you, he'll never condemn you. And so with my spouse, I'm going to encourage as much as possible every day. I'm going to give advice once in a while. I'm going to criticize only when necessary, very, very seldom. And I'm going to condemn never. I'm never going to throw up my hands and walk away I'm never going to give up on my spouse. With my children, I'm going to encourage every day as much as possible. I'm going to advise once in a while. I'm going to criticize only when necessary. I'm going to condemn never. And many confuse this. They give so much advice, so much criticism to their kids on things that don't even really matter. But then on the big things, they'll neglect to speak life into those things like, like who their close friends are, when and who they date, what parties they go to, where they are, what they're doing, what they believe. So with all my relationships, with my parents, with my kids, with my spouse, with my friends, with my family, I'm going to encourage as much as possible. I'm going to advise once in a while. I'm going to criticize only when necessary. I'm never going to criticize anonymously. I'm not going to be immature enough to think that if I don't have to put my name on something that I could be more critical or more sarcastic or more unfiltered. And I'm never going to condemn. I'm going to encourage every day. Why? Because Satan discourages every day. We discourage ourselves every day. So I'm going to encourage every day. People are drowning in discouragement and my God is an encouraging God and I am in God. The second thing we're going to do is number two, we're going to encourage others spiritually. We're going to be a voice of encouragement to others spiritually. Let's not just let it end with compliments or encouragement, but let's take our encouragement and let God transform it into something spiritual when it's appropriate. Look at these two verses from Romans with me. Romans 1, 10 through 12, one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. So whenever we're around people, we want to strengthen them in the things of the Lord. He continues, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. He says heads up when I come I want to encourage you and I also want you to encourage me because I need it and I want to be encouraged by your faith and that's why getting involved into a church family is so essential because without them we're not naturally around people who are building us up sharpening us in the things of the Lord. So I want to be around people who are building me up strengthening me in the things of the Lord in spiritual gifts. This is why being plugged into a small group is so important, why serving shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow on a team with people is so important, because it helps us strengthen each other in the things of the Lord. Listen, it doesn't take much to build your faith and keep you going. In fact, one of the most meaningful words of encouragement I've ever received was three words long of um, A few years ago, my wife was putting together a gift for me that was a bunch of friends and family encouraging words, and uh, some of them were very long, some of them were short. One of them was three words long. It's from my sister-in-law, Annie, and it said, Ryland includes everyone. Ryland includes everyone. And that was so deeply meaningful to me because someone I respected looked into my life, saw something God was doing inside of me, it said, Ryland includes everyone. It's marked my life. I look at our ministry here say, how can we include everyone? I look at, at life and say, is everyone included in this? And I live on those words because someone who I respect with all my heart took just a few moments to encourage me spiritually. And you can do this all the time. You can say to someone else, man, the way you love your wife, the way you love your family, it encourages me. It makes me want to be a better man of God. When I see you worship, I see you have such an intimate and bold relationship with God, and it encourages me. Man, I see the way you connect with people, how you invite so many people to church. It makes me want to be more evangelistic. I see the way you open your home. I want to thank you for that. It encourages me to be more hospitable. I, I see the way that you do this, and it encourages encourages me to pursue God more and you take it to a spiritual level. You can take things that are even normal or mundane and just have a spiritual twist to it. Say that promotion. Man, you are faithful with a few things. God is giving you more responsibility and what you're doing is you're taking something normal and you're bringing a God element to it and you're encouraging them spiritually. So what do we do? We encourage others daily. We encourage them spiritually Why? Because daily, Satan discourages us. Our enemy discourages us. We encourage them spiritually, not to just be a better person, but we want to strengthen them in the things of the Lord. And also, and this third one may surprise you, but I'm going to encourage myself or encourage yourself, number three, in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Because some of the most negative things you hear from yourself One of the most spiritual things you can do is encourage yourself in the Lord. I want to show you a powerful example of this. Uh, The context is David, who we talked about last week, is massively distressed. There was trouble on the outside, fear on the inside. People were plotting and talking about stoning him, killing him. And here's what David did. He says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And every now and again, you've just got to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. Whenever the voices of discouragement tear you down, you say, no, I encourage myself in the things of the Lord. When there's trouble on the outside, fear on the inside, my God is an encourager and he encourages the discouraged. So you say, I have faith for this. God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. If my God is for me, who can be against me? My God says I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. My God is working all things together for my good. The devil may have plotted and planned for evil, but my God has turned it to good. You take those eight things out from Romans 8 and you encourage yourself in the things of the Lord. There's somebody here who needs this. Because you walked in today with heavy voices of discouragement that say, you're not going to make it. You can't get it done. This is never going to change. There's not enough of you. You're not going to get through this. Your kids are going to continue to go the wrong way. You're always going to be struggling financially. You say, your health is, is no good. It's just going to get worse. So you say, oh, you're never going to have a good whatever and on and on and on. What do you do? You turn to God. And you embrace the truth that God encourages those who are discouraged. And as God starts to encourage you spiritually, what do you do? You encourage others. About a month ago, we had a party up here at the church for all those who serve on a ministry team here, on a dream team. And at that party, I was talking about this new series that was coming up Choose Joy. And I was challenging our team to be here every week of the series because I believe God wanted to do something powerful in their life. And I went as far as to say, if, if you've got something planned or a trip planned during this time, cancel it, move it. And there's a couple on our team who took that to heart and they'd been planning for months an out-of-the-country vacation and they moved it. And they said, you know what, we just need to enter into a season here where we encourage ourselves in the Lord. And we're going to be here every week, we're not going to miss. We're going to be at our small group every week, we're going to miss. We're going to serve every week, we're not going to miss it. And they just said, we just need a season where we lean in to the things of God. And it's amazing to see what's happening in their life. It's amazing to see how much as they encourage themselves in the Lord, what an encouragement they are to the people around them and the difference it's making. I tell you, you need to have seasons like that in your life. You need to have a few of them a year where you say, we're just going to lean in in this season and nothing can keep us from it. And we're going to spend every day, I'm going to be in the Word. Every week, we're going to be at church. Every week, we're going to be at small group. And we're going to serve every opportunity and just watch the power of turning up the heat in those seasons of life can do. Now, I'll warn you that as soon as you do that, there's gonna be a tremendous opportunity that comes that you're gonna like, oh, I can't miss this. Or there's gonna be an incredible challenge that's gonna keep you from it. Because I tell you, the devil knows how powerful those seasons can be in a life and he won't make it easy on you. But it's amazing to see in that couple's life what turning up the heat and really leaning in every day, every week is doing in their life and how much of an encouragement they're being to other people, me included, me included. And so we encourage others daily, why? Because we need it, so we're gonna give it. So every time we think it, we're gonna say it. But we don't just encourage others daily, we encourage them spiritually because we wanna strengthen them in the things of the Lord. And we're gonna take something normal, mundane, we're gonna give it a spiritual twist because suddenly, just like Paul was encouraged by the arrival of Titus, God maybe wants me to be Titus in someone else's life. And then when you get down, what do you do? You encourage yourself in the Lord your God. You say, my God has always been faithful. He's carried me this far. He's going to carry me through this. One of the most spiritual things you can do, Christ-like things you can do, is be an encouragement to those around you. When everyone else is telling you who you are, what you can and cannot do, even when your internal voice is talking you say, no, I'm going to turn to God's voice, I'm going to turn to God's word, and I'm going to encourage myself in the things of the Lord. This is how you stay positive. This is how you choose joy in a negative world, how you stay optimistic, enthusiastic, and encouraging. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just want to spend a few moments with you, and thank you for your encouragement. God you know how we struggle with our words that we say things we don't mean we criticize when really encouragement would have been much more effective and God we just look at our own life and even confess that some of those condemning words or those words of discouragement maybe are coming from a heart that's not fully committed to you or completely right with you right now so we ask you to search our hearts And we repent, we change our minds about this today. We ask that you would help us be an encouraging voice to the people around us. God, I pray over Rockbrook Church that we would never be too proud to encourage, that we would never be too cool to encourage, that we'd never think someone's going to get puffed up or a big head from encouragement because in reality, the enemy is coming against each and every one of us And you've given us each other just like you gave Titus to Paul. And God, I pray that in our small groups, on our ministry teams, that we would be building one another up in the things that relate to your kingdom. That in our families, we'd be spurring one another on to good works and acts of love. And God, I pray that this wouldn't be a message that comes and goes that it wouldn't just be a flash in the pan, but that your Holy Spirit would do a deep work in us to recognize one of the most Christ-like things we can do is be a voice of encouragement to those who are discouraged and hurting. And maybe there's someone here today who has never experienced the encouragement that comes from being a Christian, that comes from being a Jesus follower. I want that person to know that God loves you so much. And you are not here today by accident. You are here because our good God wanted you here. And you can make today the most important decision you could ever make. And that is to believe in Jesus for who he says he is. And give your life over to him. Let me tell you how good God is. God is so good that even while we were sinning against him, he sent his son, Jesus, who was without sin, to become sin for us, to die in our place on the cross, and to be raised from the dead, so that anyone, and that includes you, who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. Would you just believe that with all of your heart today? Believe that you need that forgiveness Believe that you need to surrender your life to Jesus today. Believe that he is real, that he came, he was without sin, he lived a perfect life. He died in your place so you wouldn't have to suffer death, but that you could have eternal life by the power of an empty grave. Just pray in your heart and mind, I trust you to save me, God, to forgive me of my sins, to make me new. Jesus, be Lord first in my life in every way. Fill me with your spirit so I could follow you. Help me to know you, to fall in love with you, to serve you. Because as of today, my life is not my own. I surrender my life to you. I give you my life and I thank you for new life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.